special Anthony Grant, coach of the Dayton Fathers of the ATN. Coach Grant, how does it been dating with you guys, man? How's the weather up there, first and foremost? Is it cool up there? Oh, yeah, it's starting to change, man. You know, the leaves have fallen, and uh, we, we, got, we got tricked about a week ago. It was in the mid-60s, low 70s, and now we're back to uh, that winter's coming. You know, that nip is in the air, and uh, it's coming. But, uh, you know, we're, we're making it, man. Everything's good. Now, Coach, about the March, man, I know you was probably in Brooklyn for the A-10 tournament, and all things kind of went went sour, it went sideways for everybody. So, talk us about how that for your team. Been in Brooklyn, get ready for that tournament up there. Had a great team, could have won that championship, yeah. and then went to the big, the big dances. Yeah, yeah. And so, how was that going from playing in Brooklyn to telling you guys we're not playing anymore to going back home and being virtual? How has that been for you and your staff and your team, Coach? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was surreal, man, to just be honest with you. You know, obviously, we were really excited about, you know, getting to the A-10 tournament. We had won the league outright going 18-0 and and number one seed going into it, and, and we were set to play. Uh, I think it was going to be on that Friday would have been our first game. So we were looking, I think, maybe Wednesday to go go catch uh, – I think it was Thursday we were supposed to play. That Wednesday, we were catching the VCU and UMass game to see who we would end up playing. And as we were heading into the arena – uh, we got the word uh, that the games were canceled and that the tournament was canceled. So, you know, the next thought was, okay, we got to get to our team because we knew that they they had heard it also. So uh, we called a quick meeting, and, and by the time we got back to the hotel, you know, everybody had heard. And uh, when we went into the meeting room, you know, to tell them, hey, listen, this is what happened. You know, when you see their faces, that's when it really hits you. When you see your guys and you see the hurt and the disappointment, and especially for my seniors, you know, it was it was a tough time. It was an emotional time, you know, but we were hopeful that at that point that we, you know, we still had the in-state tournament. Yes. Uh, we checked out of the hotel and we're heading to the airport to go to come back to Dayton. And it was it, it was almost, you know, uh, I guess uh, the, the, the perfect ending because uh, right when the doors of the airplane closed, the word went out that the in-state tournament had been canceled. You know, so we're we're in the air, and you realize the season's over. You know, you have no no uh, contact with the outside world, so you know you're not getting any more texts. You're not getting any any phone calls. You're not dealing with social media. You're left to your own thoughts, you know, and and just your own feelings about what just happened. You know, so uh, I think that that period of time, you know, what I tried to do is gain some perspective because I knew I was dealing with a bunch of guys that were going to be crushed. You know that 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 everything they that that aspired for that whole year and what we worked so hard to achieve, just that fast had been taken away. So, the perspective that I reached, man, was was that uh, at the end of the day, it was so much bigger than basketball. You know, and at that time, we didn't we didn't know that we'd still be dealing with this, and over you know 250 of our fellow citizens would pass away from the 250,000 of our fellow citizens would pass away from this from this virus, you know, but at the time we felt like the decision that was made was the right decision, you know, so uh, in, in for the for the well-being of our players, our staff, the fans, uh, the people that would have wanted to come out to watch us play, we felt like the right decision was made. So when we got back to campus, what I asked the guys to do was, was just understand that we had a choice to make. We could choose to be bitter and upset about what we didn't get a chance to do or we could be grateful for what we did get a chance to do, right? And and so in, in 31 games that we got to play together, we had a lot of great memories. We had a lot of fun. And, you know, I think we, we did some things that, that uh, excited not only our campus and our community, 
but the country. You know, I think a lot of people saw what we were, what we were capable of. It was unfortunate, obviously, and very uh, disappointing that we didn't get a chance to see how far it would go. You know, nothing's ever guaranteed. Uh, we liked our chances, but uh, at the end of the day, man, I'm grateful for that group we had last year and uh, all the experiences we got to share with them, man. It was a blessing. Now, Coach, are you all concerned being in New York? Because I know for me, we played the New York Knicks on my March 11th on my birthday. We played the New York Knicks, and I was kind of concerned for a few weeks. Like, I was around New Yorkers, the Knicks players. Uh, but you all kind of worried about that for a while, that knowing you really been in New York, as everything went kind of bad, you saw what's going on up, up that way. Did you kind of feel some concern for you and your players for a little while into, into April? Not, not, not really, man, because, you know, we, we had just came in maybe that, the day before that Tuesday. You know, we, we were pretty much, you know, isolated in the hotel just among our guys. You know, guys' families were, were planning on coming in, and they had already determined that there wasn't going to be fans allowed in, in, the, in the, uh, the venue. It was just going to be uh, family members and uh, support personnel that were allowed. Uh, so, you know, at the time, you, you really you, you, you knew what was going on, but to be honest with you, uh, I don't think it, it had really gripped everybody uh, that it had spread the way it did until that that evening. I think it was Tuesday evening that, uh, you, you know, you, you're looking at ESPN and it comes across that Rudy Gobert had contracted the virus and that the NBA had canceled their the Utah-Oklahoma City game and had postponed all future games. That's, I think, I think that's really when it hit me and I think really most of the country that oh this is this thing is is serious you know this thing is this thing is real so uh yeah so but that at that moment you know I wasn't you know we weren't we weren't there to 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 go see sites in New York man we were there to try to go go win three games and go try to win a championship so it was all business for us Academically, coach, I know you, you stressed it with your players. So, how was that going from on camps, virtual learning, keeping them accountable? That was academic advisors, your coaches, coaches as well, make sure your young men's GPA stay the way you want them to stay high, and making sure your yeah. APR is great the way it always been. Where you, wherever you've yeah. been coaching. Yeah, well, Jr. Our guys have done a great job, and we got great academic advisors here, and, and the support we get. So, when the when the school year ended last year, man, and, and the guys basically when we got back to campus campus had already been uh, uh, let out. So there was really nobody here. So uh, we made sure our guys were all set and we sent them home and uh, they had to finish the semester online. And so they did a great job of, of uh, just being who they are, man. They stayed true to, to, to taking care of the business and took care of uh, their academic stuff. Our, our academic advisors here did a great job of, of uh, making that transition to online learning and, and, and making sure our guys had what they needed. And then, you know, we've, we've uh, kind of been a hybrid model since then, uh, since we've come back uh, from the summer till now of some in-person learning and, and primarily uh, this virtual learning, you know. So it's, it's been, a, it's been a, a transition, no doubt. You know, what people, what, I think what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, what, where, where the real transition happens is for those incoming freshmen first time on campus and they don't have the tr traditional you know support and, and learning environment that they normally would and so this has been a big adjustment for the new guys that that walk in you know so uh you know for for the guys that are in high school now they'll be used to it by the time they get to college like okay i could be in person i could be you know uh virtual i could i could do either one because they'll have done both so you know i mean hopefully uh 
at some point, man, we'll we'll uh we'll we'll get through this and uh you know be better for it. You know, every experience you go through, you got a chance to to grow from it and get better from it. So hopefully, we'll be able to to see a light at the end of the tunnel here soon. Now, Coach, how'd you use Zoom to kind of enlighten your young men's minds as adversities around with the pandemic, social justice going on in our country, what the election that came through here? So, how'd you use Zoom to kind of make sure your young men, men's minds were sharp about what's going on around them so they didn't get fall to a depression? Because when all this bad is going around, you kind of slip into a state yeah. of depression. So how'd you keep your young men's minds sharp and fresh so they wouldn't have those negative thoughts in their heads the way people tend to when things are not going their way? Yeah, thank God for Zoom. Thank God for Zoom, because obviously you're in the middle of a pandemic and you know you don't have hands on your guys. You know, you can't see them in person when, when a lot of the things that you're referring to took place. You know, our guys were they were at home. They they were in different environments. So uh obviously this summer with what happened in your city with Ahmaud Arbery and what happened in Minnesota with George Floyd and, and obviously Louisville uh with Breonna Taylor, that that made national news and in the middle of the pandemic caught most of the country's attention. Anybody that was paying attention saw what was going on and uh you know for a guy like myself you know you 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 live a few decades and you see you see patterns you know you see a history of things that were unjust and I think what was different about this is it this got everybody's attention uh, partly because we were in a pandemic and there was really nowhere to go to get away from it you you, you had to recognize what was going on it was something that we've all seen so it allowed our young people a chance to say, oh, this is how I feel about this. So what we tried to do is, is use Zoom to, to have them uh, just talk about how they felt about what was going on. And then also to try to educate them, okay, in terms of uh, maybe some history, uh, uh, to give them knowledge about some things that they felt uh, a certain way about uh, so they could be educated if they felt uh, a desire and a motivation uh, to voice their opinion or, or to, to get involved in certain areas and try to encourage them from, uh, you know, the, obviously we just, we just went through uh, the election cycle, you know, and, and that, the history and some of the things obviously that you guys have experienced in Atlanta, I shared with them, you know, with uh, uh, Sandra Abrams, her, her journey. And, and you know, uh, we got guys from all over the country from different states, some of them out of the country. So just making them aware of some of the history of some things that have that have gone on and their opportunity to get engaged in this process. And, you know, I'm proud to say all of our guys exercise their right to vote and, uh, and uh, use their voice uh, to try to affect change, man. So I just encourage all your listeners, man, you guys got, you know, you got an opportunity there in Georgia to do something special here, man, come yes. January. So I want to encourage all your listeners, man. You know, make make uh, make sure you guys get out, get out and vote and, and make a difference. And uh, and uh, we'll be we'll be supporting you and praying for you, man. Well, coach, we've been doing that here at the show. We've been on on the ground, getting ready to vote, uh, doing early voting. Coach, giving people food and drinks on the line at the polls. Because unfortunately, in Georgia, we have issued voter suppression, so we made sure to give them food and water, keep them encouraged, so they wouldn't get out of line. So I'm glad that our efforts here on the ground helped because uh, seeing it actually come to fruition, coach, and with us turning blue, it was like wow, the work we were doing actually paid off. Because no, I was doing the work, coach, was like it's really making a difference, right? And seeing those numbers come in, I was like, the work we did, the work we did on the ground here actually paid off. And I'm like, wow. Seeing somebody do it, I was like, man, we actually got it done for real. I was happy to see that. Yeah, and just understand, man, the work the work is not done. 
the work is not done. You got a, you got another election coming up in January, man. So everybody's got to stay engaged and, and, and stay stay motivated. And the rest of the country is watching, man. And uh, you know we 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 we're, we're uh, supporting. And uh, like I said, just uh, keep everybody engaged and keep everybody strong because uh, that that's how we can impact change. Now, Coach, you know, not kind of scheduling-wise, Coach, I know it's been tricky for you guys. Because I know, like, here in Georgia, you got players on your roster from Georgia. You know, here, it's pretty much wide open here in Georgia. Now, you go up north, and you do where UMass is or New Jersey. It's not as open up that way. So how have you guys trying to coordinate traveling in different places, knowing what crews are different here, and also scheduling games when the crews come from different parts of the country where may I have a mask mandate, may have a mask mandate. So how's that been trying to get the scheduling done yeah. and knowing traveling, going going where you're going, knowing how to, how to go about it? Yeah, well, you know, it, it's difficult because like you just mentioned, every state has different rules and every state is going through different stages of dealing with this this pandemic in terms of, uh, you know, how many cases they have and, and uh, you know, where they are in terms of uh, some of the the restrictions placed by 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 your governor or your mayors, you know, or, or, or local local authorities in terms of what can happen. Uh, I would say, you know, obviously we're, we we've got some things that that we have scheduled, some games that that obviously uh, we're looking forward to to you know being able to, to to participate in, whether it's here at home or whether we travel. We, you know, we've got a game scheduled in your city down in Atlanta, you know, and we're looking forward to participating there but I think the one thing that that's revealed been revealed all the way through this thing is that we're not in control the virus is in control right and so we just have to understand that we have to be flexible one day at a time and do everything we can to protect ourselves protect our, our community protect our neighbors and uh, be diligent and, and, and listen man it's, it's pretty simple man if, if we could all wear a mask you know social distance you know, wash our hands when we come in contact with foreign objects. We got a chance to, to maybe, you know, keep keep people safe, man. And so whether or not you you feel comfortable doing it yourself, you know, think of the next person, right? And 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 think of think of the 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 uh, the impact you can have on on somebody outside of just you, right? So uh, yeah, so I think it's 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 imperative that we all try to do our part and understand we're not in control of it, right? So we, we just have to take it day by day. Now, how are you trying to build your young men, trying to get those guys ramped up, Coach, to be able to play? Because I know, you know, trying, when young men have been inactive for a while, they've been on campus with you for a while. So how are you trying to approach them so they don't have a nagging knee, ankle, or a hamstring all your lungs so you can be ready to play come yeah. November 25th or not, you know, be get injured for, for some, they could just kind of tone down a little bit more. So how does that ramp up there for your players? Yeah, yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. Because, you know, like I said, every everything I think you got to go back to, you know, like last March, man, everything got shut down, you know. So for multiple months, you didn't have your guys. You did, you weren't in the weight room. You weren't on the court training. You weren't getting their bodies physically ready to and prepare for what, what they have to go through over the course of the season. And then now you're dealing with if you do have cases or, or there's contact tracing going on, you, you get shut down for 14 days at a minimum. You know, and then to try to come back and say, okay, we're going to amp it up, uh, that's difficult. And then just the normal stuff you deal with, a sprained ankle or somebody gets banged up and they got to miss time, you know. So we're, we, we're actually dealing with that in terms of having guys out just from just from random things that happen over the course of the season. So it, it's a challenge. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's a challenge because you're dealing with, you know, the, the pandemic and, and, and the testing protocols that come into place. 
uh, with that every week. And, and, you know, you're hoping every week that, you know, you can continue to move forward and not, not get shut down. And then you also have uh, guys that, that maybe haven't had the, uh, the, haven't built up the base that they normally would, you know, through the weight room and through training uh, to get prepared for the season. So I think what, you, what you'll see is, you know, these early games that we'll start to play next week, you'll see guys that are just still kind of trying to find their way in terms of the conditioning and the, and the physicality and, and everything that goes with uh, getting, getting the season getting the season started. So it'll be interesting to see, man. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited about, you know, getting there next week and, and seeing what, uh, what, we're, what we're able to do. So I feel like, Coach, we're literally going to be like a rotation of a change from game to game, trying to get people in shape and learning <laughs> on the fly, you know, having to install things here and there, man. I can only imagine the headache you go yeah. to the head right now. Yeah, there'll be things out. that you just haven't been able to get to. You, yeah, things you just haven't been able to get to at this stage because of other, other things that are going on. So, yeah, yeah. Now, Coach, uh, that's what I'm talking to about is Obi, Obi Toppin. You know, I think he might get drafted by the by the Cavaliers. Hopefully the Hawks number six, maybe. Hopefully we can use him. <laughs> you know, but tell us a little bit about Obi, man, and your, how you see him playing in the NBA, how his game will be in, in, in the league. Man, Here he's going to be drafted here tomorrow night here at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so proud of that young man. You know, just to think, uh, you know, where he was three years ago when he walked in the, in the door here as a freshman and to see the maturity. Uh, uh, you know where he's where he's grown as a as a person and as a player, and just so proud of him. And excited for the opportunity he's going to have tomorrow to hear his name called. So, uh, I think you know what what he brings uh, is uh, is a level level of of athleticism and skill. Uh, a guy, I think he's a guy that's ready to to walk in the door and impact an NBA team as a rookie. You know, I think he's prepared mentally and physically to do that. Uh, so I'm really excited for him wherever he ends up. You know, I'm going I'm to be a fan of that team. And, you know, there's a tradition here at Dayton that uh, on the weekends, our students like to, when, when the weather's good, they like to, they like to wear, you know, uh, jerseys. So they'll, they'll, uh, you'll see, you may see some, some uh, Raiders jerseys or some, some Dirty Birds or some Dolphins or the Golden State Warriors or the Hawks. I, I promise you the most popular jersey on our campus is going to be that Obi Toppin jersey wherever he ends up. You'll see thousands of kids walking around with that Obi Toppin jersey. I'm he, hoping, he's just, Coach. A, he's just a great he's – a, he's a great, great young man, and I know this university is so proud of him. All right, Coach, I'm so hoping he's showing up with the Atlanta Hawks. I'm like, look, we can use, <laughs> can use this guy now. We can't get wise from the Edwards, so let's go with Obi. Let's go with him and let Cleveland take whoever they want to take. If I was so I'm hoping for that, man. I really am, we'll Coach. We'll see. We'll see. Now, Coach, I got one for you, Coach. So, uh, so f- f- tell us this. During the pandemic, Coach, what, what, what's been your hobby you picked up in the pandemic since you've been uh, to yourself a little bit, you and your family? So how, what's something you've learned and picked up since you've been kind of inactive a little bit there? Yeah, I wouldn't say I, I don't have a whole lot of hobbies, man. For me, I, you know, I, I my wife and I, we, we'll go for walks. You know, thought about biking a little bit, but uh, – Never did, uh, never did uh, follow through on that. Uh, read, you know, uh, obviously, uh, you know, with all the all the stuff uh, that that went on this summer, from a social uh, injustice standpoint, did a lot of uh, did a lot of reading, did a lot of educating myself uh, to try to help help myself and really my family and and, and our players and our team. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's probably 
you know, just uh, with, with, with the pandemic, you know, you kind of, you know, tried to stay, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in an environment that, that was, that would keep you and the people, people around you as safe as possible. So spent a lot of time with the family and just, uh, like I said, just doing things that, that, you know, we could do together. Coach Grant, thank you for your time as always, buddy. I'll be cheering for you guys as always, man. The AT&T. I appreciate you, man. Keep, keep, keep going, appreciate keep going strong, brother. There you go, there you go. Yeah, always a pleasure, man. Anytime, Coach Anthony Grant on the Boston Show. Thank man. you guys so much. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.